0: Teresa, welcome, so nice to see you and thanks for joining us yeah. for a conversation today. And I'm talking yeah. to yeah. Teresa Badrock, she is from hypnotherapy in Devonport and Launceston and in, in Hobart, so not Hobart, in Tasmania. But um, yeah, take- Teresa and I had the pleasure of training together in hypnotherapy, she's a hypnotherapist yeah. and L.P. practitioner. And I hope you enjoy this podcast and learning a bit about the myths and the legends and the truths of hypnotherapy. Teresa, welcome.
1: Yeah, good to see you again, Gabby. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while.
0: It yeah. has been a while. And, um, yeah. you know, and I always reflect back on when we did our training and, you know, there was so much fun. And I really enjoyed the experience and what you learn from hypnosis and NLP far surpassed even my three-year degree in counselling and community services. You learn more about how to work with people in, in coaching courses as well, I find. So, but tell, tell us about what got you into hypnotherapy, what got you interested in this as a, as, a, as a therapy? Was it for your personal experience? Did you always see yourself as being a hypnotherapist? Yeah, so just tell us about that.
1: Well, I didn't actually know anything about hypnotherapy. I couldn't even pronounce Linguistics programming when I booked my course. So what actually got me interested in it all was um, I'd reached this point in my late 20s where I just really wanted to know like how do you enjoy life? Like how do you just be happy? And I was reading all these different books and Googling all these different things and I read this particular book that really resonated with me and so I thought I'll book this Skype session with this author which was like Totally out of character for me. I don't really do things like that. Especially because she was based in the UK. So I was like, Oh, I have to figure out how to use Skype and PayPal and is this a scam? Yeah. So so when I had this session with her, she recommended doing NLP and I was sort of like, well, what's that? I'll just like add it to my long list of things to Google and research. And um, uh, then she said, Oh well, you should really book a course. So I started looking at all these courses around Australia and trying to figure out, well, what even is this? I don't know anything about this modality. And so I thought, well, I'll just use my mum's shopping advice. I'll um, get something that's quality <laughs> and had, so has good practitioners that are experienced, good credible um, training. And uh, she always said, recommend to go for something, even if it was a bit more expensive. So I thought, well, okay, I'll go for that. Most quality. Um, courses and then um so I looked at some reviews and then I thought well if this is all a bit weird I'll I'll book a a course in Noosa so that then I can at least have a winter holiday and get out of the Tassie (laughs) Tassie winter and just go to the beach if it's all a bit strange and not for me and so then I did this course and on the first day we actually hypnotized each other and um I was sort of sitting there thinking, oh, this isn't going to work. And um, I don't even, I can hear everything he's saying and I don't even know if I'm in hypnosis, like, am I under? Um, and then afterwards I thought, well, I feel the same. Like, you know, has it even, like, worked? Like, what's different? And um, and then it wasn't until later that evening I thought, oh, hang on, my mind just feels calmer. Like, I'm not doing all this internal self-talk and I'm not doing all this what-if thinking and... Uh, I just felt a lot calmer in my mind, my body, like my shoulders. I was like, oh, wow, they're like soft. They're not like tense. And so <laughs> I thought, well, if I can be sitting there and thinking this isn't working, well, I just I have to be, be able to share this with other people because there must be this whole bunch of other people that are going like, well, how do I just enjoy life? How do I stop doing this overthinking and, and things like that? So that's what got me interested. And I thought, well, okay, i better figure out, how to be a hypnotherapist now, like it wasn't in my work experience options. So I had to like figure out, okay, what, what, <laughs> what is a hypnotherapist? How do you do small business? What do you wear? How do you market yourself and all that kind of stuff? So that's where it grew from there. But the motivating drive was, yeah, wanting to help people retrain their mind and, and find that way forward where they feel free and happy and just alive.
0: And I think that's so spot on for anyone that gets into any modality is that when you find the results yourself, you just want to share them with everyone else. You're just like, oh, my God, you think about all the people that you know, wow, you could change, this happened to me and I had no expectations or I didn't think it would work. And when you get the results, that's when you know, that's when you really know the work and you can only know the work if you experience the results. And I think for me, hypnosis was such an eye-opener into... The world that we live in and what we're hypnotized by. Like I I, you know, I have a background in television and I now see television as this this mass hypnosis that's going on because I'm learning in the course all about eliciting emotions, metaphorical language, imagery. That's all hypnosis and that's what advertising is. And I was just like, wow, this is what's this is why the world's so crazy. (laughs) Like everyone's been Hypnotized with these like with products and and bizarre ideas and ideology and and, and you know politics and all these things uh, and how important it is to own your mind and not be you know religious about ideology and beliefs because that's where you know you get into like black and white thinking and only seeing one side and just to and become sort of pull back from. How much you are, you know, e- experiencing that kind of mass hypnosis, like just being aware of it. Mm-hmm. You probably can't escape it because it's everywhere, and it can be so subtle. But we, you know, when you think about what causes anxiety, all the, the stress and anxiety that comes from these things that you're meant to want have and you don't have them, and striving for them, and when you get to a place where you realize these things don't matter, they don't bring happiness. But like, mm-hmm. like we we're talking about before we were recording, like you know, going after all the material things, you will always still feel empty. So, yeah, what is it to be happy? I think that's so key and that's that's such a, Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think people, especially that break with COVID, they're having that time to reflect and actually go, what am I getting out of life? What needs to change? Where's my future leading me? So it's really good to have that time to stop and reflect and then, of course, it was that other side of people that were just working non-stop because they were in those industries that had that high demand. So that they were on the other extreme of getting stressed and, like, how do I cope? So I think people are starting to realise, okay, what's going on here? What can I control? What are the alternatives? And that's why people are sort of seeking out things like hypnotherapy because it's like how do I retrain my mind? How do I change the way I
0: think? And feel
1: and respond.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. and and taking control of it and knowing that it is something to control instead of letting it run rapid. Uh, in into you know because I think in also in Western culture we put the intellect above everything else. That you know the intellect is what we kind of look up to and and praise. You know people that are intelligent and innovation and people that are super smart and you know so we're always looking to that to the intellect as the hierarchy, whereas that's where all the mental illness is (laughs) as well in the mind, you know, and to then um, to become aware of like mind, body, spirit, that's all one thing that needs to work and function together instead of this one thing that, you know, we can just lose ourselves in that state of the intellect and try to figure things out logically when things need to come from the heart and soul and, yeah, we're not really tucked into that Yeah, and what
1: people, yeah, what people are finding too is that uh, they know consciously what they want but what's going on is the unconscious is running that behaviour or that thought pattern, you know, or the habit, whether it's smoking or eating or whatever it is and the unconscious kicks in automatically. So this is where you can't use the intellect and logic change those processes because the unconscious functions in that different way it's all about your imagination and um, and that's what is yet creating If you think about to you know your heartbeat you don't have to think about how your heart beats it just happens automatically unconscious runs that so this is what's going on with those habits and thought patterns and emotions So this is where you need a different toolkit to target the unconscious and people are trying to seek that out, like what is the answer and the hypnotherapy helps retrain the unconscious.
0: That's that's so, yeah, absolutely true because it works on that level that beyond the intellect and we're training a society to try and logically figure things out instead of understanding the unconscious, understanding those drivers and those patterns and those beliefs and it doesn't matter how much you logically think about not wanting to eat chocolate, your unconscious is running that pattern until you become aware of it, change it, accept it, love it, let it go, whatever it is you have to do that's driving that behaviour, you're just going to be stuck with that behaviour. And so with – and I think this is going on to my next question really is because um, what is it something people wouldn't know about hypnosis? I feel like we're kind of covering that now because there is a lot of – you yeah, myths about what it is and it's like this magical weird thing and you know, people stand on stage yeah. and go under and then bark bark like a dog or, you know, do the chicken thing. It's always um, pretty popular with people's perceptions of hypnotherapy. So yeah, what yeah, what do you why do you think that is and what, what as a hypnotherapist, how do you change that? You must have people come to you and expect the magic wand or you know, yes. the tape or something and that you're just going to magically put them under and sort it all out for them. What do you yeah. do when people come with those ideas? How do you explain hypnotherapy yeah. to them?
1: Yeah, well, it's really important to chat to all those things, chat about all those things with people first because that lifts these misconceptions. Um, so I suppose one thing people start off with is, you know, I'm not sure if I can be hypnotised because um, there's that myth that not everybody can be hypnotised. And they're, they're really surprised. Like I'll often ask them, well, you know, have you been on a long drive and um, you can't remember parts of the drive? And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. And I go, oh, fantastic. Well, then you're good at being hypnotised because that's when you've gone into hypnosis naturally. And they go, oh, really? And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, and then I'll ask them, oh, look, did you crash? And they go, oh, no, no. Like I got to wherever it was. I was going okay. I can't really remember how I got there though. Um, And I'll say, well, that's normal too, to have all your awarenesses about you. So it's quite natural to still be able to hear what I'm saying in hypnosis. You can still hear the sounds around. Um, You don't have to go into this deep trance. You know, when you're driving, you're just nicely relaxed. You just sort of zone out a bit, drift off a bit, but you're still aware. Um, So I think a lot of these myths come from stage hypnosis shows and then also the movies as well. And obviously their intention is entertainment. So it's not entertaining if someone just sits there in this light, relaxed state, but it is entertaining if they sort of fall off the chair in this traumatic but safe way or something like that, you know, or we'll do all these crazy things. So I think that's the first thing to be aware of when you come to a hypnotherapy session, you're actually coming. The intention there is for you to change, change your habit, change your emotion, change your thought pattern. Now that's as practitioners, that's what we hold for our clients. We want you to change, we don't want we you to do wee wacky things.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. 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 And most clients don't. Your mind will only be taking um, what is aligned with your will and your morals and your ethics, too, because that's another myth that you'll be um, forced to do things against your will. Um, so, with stage hypnotist you're not, you might not be aware of the language they use, but it has to be really targeted so um, to get that agreement from people. So, for example, they might say, okay, put your hand up if you want to come up on stage and make a fool of yourself. So already <laughs> the people that come up on stage, they're agreeing to make a fool of themselves. So you go, fantastic, you beauty, I'll pick you, you and you. Um, So this is why whenever I'm working with clients, I always check in and go, look, are you really ready to change? Like, Do you really want to stop smoking or are you kind of doing this because your partner wants to? Like what's your reason to change? What's motivating you? Um, Because that's when you're working with somebody, that's what you want to be focusing on.
0: Yeah, Um, and you, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, and that's the kind of client you want, right, that's susceptible, that's open, that's ready to change. Like they have to meet you part of the way I don't even want to say halfway whatever yeah. way it's just more it's not even a measure it's just more I'm here to change I'm open to what you can provide for me and work together and see where this goes I think that's just yeah. point that that point when someone comes to the room but I have to say in my experience with a hypnotherapist you would I'd get people I'd be like no way they're not going to go there and then they go there and they get the most incredible changes so I always found that interesting too that some people that were quite pessimistic or appeared to be that maybe put on a front I think obviously it's an defense mechanism isn't it to like oh I don't know yeah. you uh, like and what's going on here yeah
1: yeah and part of it too is because logically logically you think how is this going to work will this work for me and and that's where it's kind of like when you start a new job you know you're not 100% sure if you'll be able to do the work because you haven't done it yet. But when you get that training, when you get that practice and that repetition, then boom, you're doing the job before you know it. But when you start out, you might think, oh, why did they even pick me (laughs) for this job? I don't know if I can do it. So it's kind of the same with hypnotherapy. or Whenever you do anything new, you sort of come in. It's natural to have a bit of that doubt and hesitation and is it going to work? I think giving people the support recording as well, that kind of gets them used to hypnosis and what to expect and yeah because there's just that that uncertainty of what is this because I've seen these crazy stage shows yeah Um, but once you come in for a session it's totally different people like oh that's just relaxing and uh, it wasn't as freaky as what I thought and yeah I can still go off to work afterwards and yeah what's all the hype about I just feel great
0: yeah yeah definitely and um and it's such a pleasure to Obviously, you have those clients just because it's such a joy to do something that people gain, um, can gain so much change and and capability from to be different, to see the world differently. Even if, um you know, because I know we've all had experience, um, I know I've had experience with hypnosis that it wears off. But it wears, it's almost like you go so high that you come back, I feel like you just come back to more probably a more manageable state. and But you always feel that change, like, like I know the times that I've had it where it's like it never returned like it was, it's still, it's something that's gone and forgotten and almost you forget that state that you kind of wore for a very long time and it just in that moment can shift. Like you can't, everyone's going to be different though and you can't um, ever, you know, have, say you can, can't promise anyone anything, right? That's that's the thing of the, yeah.
1: of the therapy as well. Many. Yeah, it's too many variables. It's like um, with doctors, with medication. They can say, oh, look, I can, I can recommend you take this medication. It's worked for however many percentage of people. But see how they can't guarantee it's going to work on you because it hasn't been tested on you yet. So you can say, oh, look, this is the general response people have. So it's kind of the same when you're working with people. It's important to be realistic and work within your training and capabilities and not over promise and that's why i like teaching mind training techniques too because it's like hey we're humans we're going to have this range of emotions we're going to think different things so these tools you can use them whenever you find yourself doing dodgy loops so then you can get out of them
0: um,
1: yes. yeah, yeah. And actually teaching
0: people the skill set teresa do you want to explain <laughs> um one of those mind mind training techniques to us um yeah yeah i can take you through
1: one of the popular ones with with clients this is just useful for any feeling or thought that you're ready to get rid of um because often people you know they'll say to you oh look just stop thinking about it just let it go And like they've got good intentions but they're not actually telling you how it's like well how do I let that go if I knew how to do that I would have done it already I'm not stupid (laughs) (laughs) so yeah what you're missing you're missing this how like how do I do that so this technique is actually how to let go of feelings and thoughts Um, so what you do first so you can do this at home if you're listening now just find a place where you won't be distracted for the next couple of minutes and just think about something that you're ready to let go of so it could just be you know if you were driving or something this morning and somebody pulled out in front of you and you got really annoyed at them you could just let go of that annoyed feeling Um, or if you're not looking forward to to going to work today or something and you're sort of thinking about like oh I have to do this I have to do that and how will that work you know let go of those thoughts Uh, or it might be a feeling that you've got at the moment like it's Uh, you might be just a bit tense or stressed about something so you can do that feeling as well. So just think about something that you're ready to let go of and you can do this with your eyes opened or closed, um, whatever's easier for yourself. So just get comfortable and just scan your body and just see where that thing's located. It's got a spot. And then just see if it has like a shape or a colour. See if there's anything
0: want me to tell you um,
1: what it is. um just, yeah I'm yeah so makes, not make it easier for people listening yeah
0: yeah so I can feel um stress in my right arm and when you said color I just saw like black like a black oh, yep. armband around my near my wrist
1: yep yep so what you do first you just acknowledge that that thing is there um because it's kind of like you know, a kid that wants your attention. If you ignore the kid, it's not going to work. They just wrap up their behaviours to get your attention. So it's the same with our mind. So the first thing you want to do is in your mind, just say, yeah, I know you're there. Just let it know that you it's there. Okay, yep. Yep. Um, and then just ask it, can I let you go? Yes. Yep. So then, just imagine a window above
0: it. A window you yeah above yep. facing the facing it or like vertical. Does it matter? It can be either way. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Just so, just a window, and
1: then just imagine the window opening. Mm-hmm. And then just let go a little bit. So you just want to let go a little bits mm. in whatever way works for you. So much look like dust flying out the window or um, somebody else said it's like butterflies
0: flying out. Oh that's a beautiful oh. metaphor.
1: Mine's more like
0: yeah. a, a black cloud that's yeah like misty, misty black cloud going out the window. Yep and just keep
1: letting go of little bits and then when you're ready just let go of it all. I've got like a strap and
0: it's
1: kind of stuck. Oh, yep. So then just ask that one, or just acknowledge that that one's there. Just say yes to it.
0: Yes. And then just ask that one if you can let it go. Yes. It's just turned into like a buckle and it's undone the buckle and gone out the window. And- yep. Yep.
1: And then just let it all go. yeah and how, do you feel, how do you feel now do i close the window some people leave the window open mm. some people go oh fantastic i'm shutting that window it can't get back in again um i had one guy say oh look i'm turning it into a drain because i know that things can't crawl back up drains so if you get, yeah, so if you're kind of in within yourself, if you get an idea of doing something differently, just roll with that, roll with what resonates with you. Because hmm. you might not do things in a way
0: that works for you. I just, I closed the window. I felt like that's what I had to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, really good. I can really feel that, that difference. Um, isn't it fascinating the creativity that people come up with too, like, I like that drain bit, Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes
1: people go, oh, am I doing it right? And then I just kind of go, well, hang on, I've got all blank pages here. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you're doing it right because that's the thing. It's so different with each person and it's just giving people that permission to just do whatever works for you and trusting yourself and your own instincts. It's really refreshing for people to just
0: go, right, there is no right answer. I'll just roll with this. It's, oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Because I think also that's like conditioning of like there is some right and wrong. There's always like this is the answer, this isn't. And, um, or that you listen to like parents or peers, or if you don't listen to yourself enough, but this, these kind of techniques can bring people into themselves and express their true nature and their self and their, their way of seeing the world because we all see it in such an individual way. Our like perception is our own. And, um, yeah. So it's really nice to give people that power. Um, in my experience, putting, yeah, I always wanted to empower the person that came into the room. As you know, as a practitioner, you're already in the seat of power when someone comes into the room and how to gently shift that to the person and realise they're the one with the answer. They have the answers yes. all within them. or you are as a guide, taking them to those answers to their, to their understand themselves yes. better. And that's what I really yes. always loved about hypnotherapy. Um, that that's And it was, it was sometimes it's kind of
1: funny because people are like, well, where's this coming from? Like, is this normal? i <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Like, this is my job, nine to five, so I see it all the time. So I'm telling you it's totally normal. And they're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so it <laughs> is kind of sometimes funny as well to have that bit of a laugh and go, yeah. is that okay? Am I okay? And it's going, uh, I just check in and go, well, how do you feel now? Do you feel better or worse? Oh, I feel better. Well, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> but because you don't learn about how your mind works and you don't talk about this type of stuff through school and in workplaces and on your Friday night drinks with mates, you know. So once you're in this setting of actually being able to explore things in a different way, it just opens up new avenues for people and then they can let go of things that they weren't even aware of that were holding them back and then when they're in that calm place, then they can move forward um, yeah. in a different way. Yeah. Exciting
0: so, to see that actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um and you always get and just getting that insight into yourself and seeing yeah, getting to see those things that you wouldn't not you wouldn't see unless you went to a hypnotherapist and experienced it. Now, Teresa, can you just remind me, is that is that hypnosis or is that NLP? What would that be considered under? Would that just be like light hypnosis, light trance? Um
1: what we just did then. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, a, it was an NLP technique, um, but whenever you sort of go, like, for example, when you're daydreaming, that's also hypnosis, or when you're reading a book or, like you are saying, with TV, when you get really engrossed in something and you don't even hear somebody call out your name, that's hypnosis as well. So what I sort of say to people is, look, it doesn't really matter. Like, I don't say to you, oh, we're doing NLP now, or, oh, yep, there you go into hypnosis, yeah. boom, yep. I said, it doesn't really matter because we're here for the change. So we just focus on the change and that's what I focus on as a practitioner. So I'm not watching you going, oh, yeah, the head's gone like this. So, yep, they must be hypnosis now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm just more focused on the change. Yeah. Uh, Because all it is is a relaxed state of mind, just an altered awareness. Uh, Yeah. So then we can bypass that critical faculty in your brain which does all the logical thinking. We want to bypass that, going to that relaxed state, so then we can start connecting with the unconscious.
0: Yeah. No, and mm-hmm. I was just I'd I've forgotten so much. So I was just kinda of asking for my <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten all the the tools of the trade and um you know, it was a fascinating yeah. it's fascinating to learn about and I you know, like we were having a conversation prior to our recording, just being a a therapist is definitely, you know, it's a different kind of world that you live in and you occupy and um, and there's a lot of joy in it. Well, I know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I know
0: when I started out, I'd
1: often be like, oh, is it working? Like, oh, how do I know? But, but then you go, hang on, I'm not inside that person's head so I can't know that. So then I just have to ask them. Um and then sometimes people, yeah, would be asking me, oh, do you think I was under? And I say, "What well, do you think you were under? And they go, oh, yeah, oh well, I don't know. <laughs> but then once you start going, okay, it doesn't actually matter because your mind, your unconscious takes in everything anyway. So even when we're sitting here chatting or when we made that first phone call,
0: you know, you,
1: your mind was taking in everything anyway and it will just do it in a way that works for you. Yes. And it can vary so much with different people. So that's when I sort of let go of trying to work out because that was my logic, my conscious, trying to work it out. Is it working? But once I let go of and just held that intention of, okay, by the end of the three or four sessions, we're going to shift this habit for you, both of us, my toolkit, your mind. Once I've held that intention, that's when I found things flowed better for people.
0: Yeah, and also you let go of like expectations from them as well, and that you're just like this facilitator. And I, my my experience was they came in, all these different people came in and left, and what they experienced was so surprising at times. And I I just didn't. And from their perspective, they probably think that you're, you know, know that what they have just you're gone the through. magician doing it. Yeah, all. And, yeah and you know exactly all, what you. And, and you're just sitting there going, yeah. Look, I just I run these techniques. I've learned the language, and I'm providing this service. And what you experience yeah. is what you experience. Um, yes, yeah, so this is an interesting, yeah. interesting seat to sit in and um, and see that that difference in people. So, Teresa, what can clients expect when they come to hypnotherapy? So they come to, and what was your business name again? Hypnotherapy. Longceston, oh, Devonport. Hypnotherapy,
1: all the way around. Hypnotherapy, Devonport and Just oh, yeah, On the Apple <laughs> Isles. Just, just, for people in, yeah, just for people in Tassie, there's no like preference one over the other. It's just that, yeah, I started in Devonport first and then found I was getting a lot of longceston people, so I opened up an office in Launceston as well. So, yeah, that's how it became. Hypnotherapy, Devonport
0: and Longceston. Yeah, right. So you go between the two, depending on are you there, different yeah. days.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple of days in Launceston and then three days, um, three days out in Port Sorrel Now,
0: yeah, and, and I get oh, there. You go. Oh yeah, just what? And what can people expect? They book a session with you. What? Yeah,
1: yeah. I normally do um, three or four sessions um, because I found that gives time to reinforce the new pathway. Um, whenever you're learning anything new, you just need that repetition to make things stronger. Um, and then also gives time to target anything else that might be holding people back because often people, you know, you come into, to, you know, I'm really over that extra weight or I really want to stop smoking and sometimes you don't realise there's other things going on with your mind. Um, like one smoker I was working with, he said, yeah, it's just a habit. I just need to be doing this, this and this instead. Uh, once I get rid of that habit, I'll be fine. Um, but then he came in on the second session and he said, I looked at work for a couple of days, I'd stopped smoking. But then on about the third day, I just started smoking even more and just in this crazy way. And I realised I had this real fear that I was going to turn into this angry monster um, And because that's what happened when I went cold turkey, like, ages ago, like when he was in his early 20s and, and his girlfriend left him. And he said, well, now I've got a wife and three kids. Like, I don't want her to leave me. <sighs> so then we had to deal with this fear, this underlying fear Um, and the stress and the worry connected with that as well. So, yeah, sometimes there's other things going on. So I find having the multiple sessions is more effective um, and then I can teach people more mind training techniques as well and I explain how the brain and the mind works and because a lot of people don't have that knowledge. So it it helps understand what's going on. That We're all humans. We all do these habits to survive and, look, you're still alive so it reinforces it and your mind's like yay i found a good one keep snacking (laughs) but consciously you're like no this isn't working for me (laughs) Ah, i'm getting bigger and bigger (laughs) but yeah your mind your unconscious functions in this different way so um so we we focus on anything else that's holding people back and then i also give people a support recording so then you can go home and listen to that um often people drift off and find it really relaxing it's just a nice tool to come back to later down the track as well. Because you know, a few months down the track, people might say, Oh, hang on, something crazy happened at work or COVID happened. <laughs> so I found myself listening to that recording more and it helped me because now they're not, they're not sort of as freaked out. Like if they start doing a bit more of that snacking, it's like, oh hang on, what's going on? What do I need to change? What do I need to let out the window? So it's more of a proactive way of, of managing their state and they realise how to change feelings and thoughts Um, so the sessions are really focused on retraining your mind um, because as practitioners you know I remember my trainer saying to me uh, because when I first started out I was really concerned like what if this doesn't work and he said well um, research has shown that hypnotherapies like sessions are effective with probably about eight out of ten people so if you're getting a hundred percent it means success it means that you're not actually working with enough people. <laughs> so that was a really good way of looking at it. It's like, well, look, okay, I have to branch out, I have to work with more people, I have to work with more problems. Um, yeah. Be, yeah, because, again, you want to be realistic. It's this retraining the mind, creating those new pathways, reinforcing them. Um, if they, as you said, it feels like sometimes they're wearing out. Um, what I find with people is that their new normal is shifted. They kind of go, oh, hang on, I have to get used to not having a problem what do I talk about with my friends if I don't have to talk about weight loss all the time? (laughs)
0: It's true. It's It's multi-leveled, isn't it, those kind of habits? And, you know, like Mm. you said, it's like the habit and then there's the belief underneath it and then there's the driving force and so it's like multi-leveled what that um, secondary gains, you know, what people are gaining from actually having this thing that they talk about Mm. or being their focus. So what I'm hearing is really you just book a session, you really like show up for a few, three to four depending on what it is and, you know, maybe more sessions. And then you also get a little recording, like a hypnosis recording to listen to in between the sessions. Is that what people do? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, Because I found when I started out, people were sort of like, oh, what do I expect? What is hypnosis? Um, And so I found the recording just helped um, clarify that. and I just say I'll listen to the first couple of minutes just to make sure it works and that'll give you an idea of what to expect when you come along Um, because it does make a difference when people feel more comfortable working with you as a practitioner and they they know what to expect it's easier for the mind to relax Um, but again it's quite natural to have a part of your mind that's like oh hang on what did she just say and um did i miss that because you're doing something new there's this part of your mind wants to stay on on alert and go okay am i safe am i okay
0: so yeah um, obviously yeah. you've got to build that bridge that rapport with the therapist to to trust them and acknowledge you know how how you're going to work together and how yeah just have that chemistry a little bit of chemistry really but also yeah, uh, yeah like i think people need to know that you know you come like coming once and sometimes you get those. They come. They get the change in the one session, and that's that's always pretty wild as well. <laughs> like, whoa! Yeah, what did I do then? I should have recorded that. <laughs> oh, God, no. yeah, yeah. as we know, it's, it's so individual. But but when you get those ones, um, but really, you have to, I think, approach it knowing it is more of a you know longer you know commitment to going through the process. Yeah. And
1: yeah. And and I sort of say to people too, like because I suppose the idea of it being a magic pill does come from those stage shows. It's like, oh, they were just they walked up normal and, and now they're acting like a chicken. Like so it does look like magic and it does look like this magic pill that you take. Um so it's I do find it really important to explain to people it is this retraining the mind. You know, it doesn't make sense to just click your fingers and lose ten kilos you know like it is going to be this transition Mm. and a lot of people get that um and it's important to structure for the mind okay how do you imagine this transition happening of becoming a non-smoker there's often people haven't thought about that they're just so caught up in the problem and it's hard to imagine a future beyond the problem and and the way the mind works too, it kind of wants to keep you in your comfort zone because you're alive, you're surviving. So to do something different, to, to move out of that comfort zone, you need to be moving towards something positive. So in sessions, I really build up, okay, what are you moving towards? So then the mind has a reason to change and it's not scary anymore. It's like, okay, I want to do that. So it's really about working with people and understanding how the mind works and there is that part that wants to, Keep you doing those behaviors and thought patterns, but we want to move beyond that now. Yeah, is it actually working for you?
0: Normally, yeah. it's no. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, well, what alternatives have we got? Yeah, let's and, do that. And on that, do you have any interesting client stories to share? Like, yeah, what are your, or even your own personal experiences? What kind of, you know, wild, um, wild so crazy <laughs> stories have you come across and got, and yeah, been surprised by or enjoyed or,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, um, we were sort of talking about this earlier, how sometimes um, you reach this sort of plateau point as a practitioner and that's when I find I need to do something differently. So um, one of the things I did about four years ago, I was like, well, okay, I need a new hobby, something that's really going to challenge me, like mentally and physically and spiritually. And so uh, I had this business colleague share this try sailing day and I thought, well, I've never done sailing before. I've just been on the spirit of Tasmania to get here. Like, that's kind of it. Um, maybe I should give that a go because I'm afraid of deep water because I can't really swim. <laughs> and so maybe I should give something like this a crack. So uh, I rocked up and I was like, oh, my gosh, look at those little boats. Like, they're these tiny little dinghies. Like, what? <laughs> maybe I should, I'll just park out on the street so nobody sees me. And I'll just... I called my sister and was like, oh, my gosh, I'm freaking out. Like, these things are tiny and I'll probably, like, drown. And she's like, oh, look, they have life jackets on. Yeah, well, you'll have a life jacket. Just float. You know, you'll be right. And so I thought, well, no, I'll push myself. And I was using all my mind training techniques on myself. And I went along and and gave sailing a crack and was really surprised by how enjoyable it was. And then I thought, well, hang on, I better learn to swim. <laughs> so then, again, use my mind training techniques because that's what NLP basically is. It's about modelling other people who do things successfully and you're looking at how do they think, how do they
0: feel, um, what are they doing,
1: and then you're okay.
0: learning. Yeah, explain so a bit about that? Like, so you look at someone that successfully mastered something that you want to master and you yeah. emulate them and you emulate emulate what would you emulate what would you well yeah, would I'll you use this example yeah there was this guy at the yacht club
1: and he was really calm like when when he sailed and when there was like some crazy rescue happening on the water he'd just be really calm and know what to do and just sort it out really quickly and I was like how does he do that? Um so I'd ask him okay what are you thinking? What are you feeling? How does your body feel like you know and I was asking all these questions to try and figure out his code for being calm so then I could do that same code. So that's kind of what NLP is about. Um, Because I was like, he's got like 30 years experience on the water. I have to kind of, boom, I've got like zero. I have to get there really quickly. How do I do that? Um, Because, you know, spending
0: 30 years on the water is one way, but I need to be able to do it quicker. Um, And that works? So you've got this code of time and you just embodied
1: it? Yeah. Yep, and it's... And it really helped um, get through that that learning curve because it was a really steep learning curve sailing, like from tying knots to understanding. Like you can't just, because when I first jumped in, I was like, well, where's the brakes? Like where's the steering wheel on this thing? Like how does this work? (laughs) So it's totally different and you've got to understand the wind and the environment around you and like not crash and keep the thing floating. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> and go I want you to go over their boat. How do I get there? <laughs> so it was this whole new skill set so that's when i that's when I found it really useful using all these techniques on myself, and again, I thought, well, if I can overcome all of this, how do I help other people come to sailing? Um, and so when I was teaching people to sail, I'd be explaining it in this different way, so then they could take on. I suppose that same code mm. to how to sail, but in a different way. So explaining yeah. things in different
0: ways to people. So because um, there is definitely yeah. an element of um, you know danger with sailing. Because so it's really courageous, courageous of you to try it out, and especially if you couldn't swim, weren't a strong swimmer. You couldn't swim, or you weren't a strong swimmer. Which one wasn't? Ah, uh, I could probably do doggy paddle for maybe like.
1: 15 meters <laughs> but <laughs> but I remember saying to one guy because I I didn't really like when I first went out I was like I was on my own and I was thinking well where do I go and I was like well I probably want to be maybe that close to the shore because I can get I know if something goes wrong I know I can swim from here to there and when I got back on shore like, I was feeling like oh wow I did it but then when I got back on shore, this guy said, oh, you're a bit close to the rocks there. And I mean, you're in a wooden boat. You could have easily like put a hole in that thing. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) So then I was like, oh, but I don't want to go further away from shore because that's a bit scary. So then I had to kind of figure out, okay, how do I overcome that scared feeling? Because it can really cripple you Mm. and freak you out. And when you start getting into that thought pattern on the water, yeah, it's not really ideal. (laughs) so it was it was really good like combining the practical skills of sailing with the mindset as well and and with overcoming all those struggles because that's what we're doing in our daily life you know mine was sailing but for some people it could be going to work or it could be helping me a good mum or dad um or overcoming that phobia you know for everybody it's something different
0: do you um, want to share what that karma code was? It apply like to a lot of things. What would be the karma code? Yeah. Like? Yeah. Well, he said. So for him, it
1: was. Um, he just he kind of knew within himself that he could sort it out. So that was from those years of experience experience of being on the water. So he had he had this sense in himself that he could sort out whatever it was. And I think, too, with sailing, because what he was sort of saying is there's always so many variables because I was always like, okay, I've got to check everything on this boat to make sure it's all okay. And he said, well, realistically, that, sometimes that's impossible. So he he had sort of come up with this, it was almost like a belief that whatever happened on the boat, he'd be able to sort it out Um because he'd done that so many times. So then what I was trying to do with him is track how his body felt. So he said, yeah, just, there's no tension. I'm just focusing on, uh, he sort of focus on the overall situation. Okay, the boat's turned upside down like this. Um, I can see that the ropes are over here. So I just start thinking through the process. So if I go closer, I need to make sure my motor, you don't want the motor to get tangled in ropes. I need to make sure my motor's um, turned off or in, in neutral. And he'd sort of go through the process of the steps. But because he was just feeling calm in himself and he said he'd sort of disconnect because often people, they'd be freaking out like, Wow, ah, what's happening? What's going on? Yeah. So he'd sort of disconnect from those emotions. So he'd have that distance and you just focus on the logical steps of, okay, what am I going to do? What's my priority? Okay, the person's the priority, get them in the boat, then make sure they're okay, and then help with the boat. Hmm. So he came up with this really simple process and he just disconnected from the emotions and he thought, okay, what needs to happen? Okay. Um, so it's really it, a logical process I'm...
0: and disassociating yeah. from emotions and just being yeah. logical about... Yeah, and then having
1: this ability to have this bird's eye view, so you have a bird's eye view of the situation from up above and see him, the boat in trouble, the shore, because then he could see what the wind was doing. Because you've got to be aware of all your environment as well. Like, is there another boat coming this way, or is the wind increasing? Um, so you have this bird's eye view, but then this ability to zoom in as well. So then I realised that would help me a lot as a sailor, being able to disconnect from the emotion and bring it back down to these logical steps.
0: Yeah, and having that, I I call that being objective as well, like instead of being subjective, you know, when you're subjective about your experience, you know, it's everything's about you and that's how you can get those emotions like running rampant, like fear coming up. But when you become more objective about your situation, thats I feel like that's how you can detach from emotions as well, just being more objective and seeing the bigger picture. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah it's really it is interesting and that's where it's good to just find like whatever it is that you have a problem with find those people that are doing it well and then just chat to them and go well how did you get to this point like how do you do that because I was like I was blown away I was like the thing's upside down the person's freaking out like how are you doing this (laughs) yeah and he's like oh well we'll sort it out. And I was
0: like, "Will we though? like, how do you know that? (laughs) Well, that's um, great advice. So, such good advice. And, um, and I've never really explored that kind of emulating or modeling um, as a technique either personally, but it's, it's, it's a good one. It's uh, because I often think about how do people do this thing that they do or people that are just really successful. It's like, well, you've just got a mind like me. What are you doing? Like, it's so interesting how, how people can create and what they do in their life and how they can just master certain things. It's, I always find that really, really fascinating.
1: Yeah. Uh, I feel like,
0: like, like hypnosis is something can really, you know, get you into a place where you can be that. Or mastering your emotions, mastering those habits, mastering, it is self-mastery really. Yeah. Awesome because stuff.
1: a lot of the time, yeah, and a lot of the time we get focused on the problem as well.
0: So that takes up all our
1: energy and our thought like the snacking, the the smoking, the, the worry, like that's what, that's what's running over and over in our mind. That's what we're imagining in our mind. But when you start to imagine, okay, what's it going to be like beyond the problem when this is all sorted out? Because we know that things pass, like we're not going to have a headache for the whole of our life sort of thing. Like we know that things pass. So now it's about, okay, well, well what's, what's beyond all of this? And then, creating that pathway in your mind. Mm. That, that's what was gonna be without this problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And shifting mm-hmm. that focus to being more future orientated instead of you know, past orientated as well. And Theresa, I yeah. uh, so enjoyed this conversation and I've just got um, this, uh, yeah, final question for you is what's next for you? What's, what's, what's happening for you? Anything coming up that you wanna share with people? And you know they want to come and see you and experience hypnotherapy. Are you doing online um, sessions as well? Um, well, yeah.
1: What I found with people, so through COVID when we had the lockdown in the northwest, because um, I couldn't go to Launceston and um, I couldn't see people face to face. Like I did a few online sessions, but most people still prefer face to face sessions. So I'm still doing face-to-face sessions in rail and Launceston. Um, and I tend to be sort of flexible and just adjust to whatever the community needs. So in the past, I've done group workshops and helped out with the community, like going into schools and teaching how the mind works and mind training techniques and community groups and setting up a wellness group and things like that. Um, but what I found coming out of COVID was I was getting um, parents ringing up I'm um, saying, look, my my, my kids don't want to go back to school or they're really struggling, they're really overwhelmed because they've had this whole chunk away from school and they don't know how it's going to be going back, settling into friendships again and the workload, and things like that. So um, I started working with a few more young people and teenagers as well. So um, I'm sort of shifting down that path a bit more and then... Um, also, a couple of people had really bad pain, chronic pain. And because the health services were overloaded, they started looking for alternatives. Like, what else can I do to help manage my pain? So I sort of started working with a few people in that area as well. And so I'm starting to do a bit more research and look for different techniques and skills and things because that's been really, really amazing seeing the shifts in people in those two areas so
0: yeah yeah. and so yeah yeah. and so really at this point in time you can't be doing any workshops you're basically just seeing people one-on-one in Devonport. well
1: yeah i found there's more of a need for that at the moment Hmm. rather than doing group workshops um so this way i can sort of target the sessions to each individual and really get that deep change Um, workshops are kind of good when people just want a snippet of information and a a simple tool like what we did with that release process the letting it out the window Um, so workshops are kind of good in that sense but I found at the moment my energy is kind of going into more one-on-one clients because there seems to be this need like a lot of um, worried and stressed people and people that really want to stop smoking and lose weight and now with the the teens and the pain as well, so that's why I'm sort of
0: focusing more on that. Yeah, Great. great. What a great conversation! It's just been a pleasure talking to you and uh, enlivening my mind with with hypnosis and NLP again. It's been been a while. It's been a couple of years since I've been involved. And so, where people can find you, I will post a link to your website in the in the notes. Is and just thanks so much um anything else to add otherwise great to see you great to chat and yeah let's yeah. do this again i really enjoyed the opening the window that was a really great technique yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah definitely keep in touch about what you're up to and and come back again yeah. for another conversation
1: yep. yeah that sounds great gabby and and the other thing people can do too is check out the facebook page it's just hypnotherapy devonport and launceston because i sometimes do facebook lives on there or just post little things that can give you that little bit of a boost, little bit of a boost along the way. Yes, yeah, so that's another
0: option as well. Awesome. Yeah. How to get? Okay. Great. Thank you, Gabby. Fraser. Yeah. Thanks so much. Sarah. <laughs> right. Take care. Yeah, Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Bye.